wanna sleep together Stay on your side of the bed Cause you're breathing, you're breathing on the back of my neck It's super hot and gross It still kinda smells like dinner, did you brush your teeth? I'm trying to f***ing go to sleep Why do you sweat so much? Morgan J, I up, actually watched your whole special, yeah, and it actually made me laugh. And then I replayed it for her, like the first fifteen minutes before yep. you got here. And I thought, oh, I already know it. It made me laugh again. Let me tell you something. That the first, did you like it? Yeah. The first fifteen to twenty minutes. I'd be, I'm I'm saying if you watch the first ten minutes of this comedy special, you will watch the whole thing. Yes. That's that's how I feel. Yes, that's how I feel. I I don't expect anybody to watch, like the majority of people and the majority of my fan base. I don't expect to watch the whole thing or in one sitting, mostly because people under twenty five really don't have the attention span to like sit through a whole thing. We need to get the reactor YouTubers to watch it because they'll oh. love it. There's a whole community of people that just react to comedy and music separately. Really? And yes. like So I got to look those people up. You know, actually, most days I re-listen to my favorite albums being reacted to by other people. Like well, somebody hearing like College Dropout for the first time and then I hear it with them. There's like, I I'll spend hours every day. I wonder if I can do a video, you know, because we're always thinking about content ideas. Yeah. Like, you know, back in the day, like DVDs had commentary on it so maybe do a youtube video where I, I do commentary with a director or you know the sound person whoever it is. i love that and we'll just do a video you see us talking about it and then do a video of that and, and react to that yeah. yeah keep taking well, you it know, layers you, and layers yeah you know and bo, bo burnham did a he did a like a joke about that the reaction to the reaction to the reaction to the reaction to the yes. reaction you know what i mean but i think we're going to do that we're going to do um a, a series of acoustic versions where uh it's like how to, so like basically yeah. how to play the song because I, I do get qu queries from fans like, hey, what are the chords? Like, what are we playing? Yes. Mo most music, like I'm, I'm not doing anything complicated, so most musicians can just like pick it up by the by ear. I'm not really complicated like that. You but what, what I, mean? I like, about, okay, so a few things I want to say that I like. One, that aspect, the fact that your art isn't just you to audience and they receive it and they say thanks. Yeah. They also want to do it as well. Yeah. They want to yeah. say it over again, which is another level of art. And like not all like even if like for example, if Dave Chappelle is your favorite comedian, you can't really re-say his jokes like that. Like no. not every fan can like you know what I mean? But the L O L O L song and Ja 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 if you're Spanish, like that shit was funny, man. And apparently in Portuguese is kick 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 kick. Yes. Yeah. Which is funny because if they only use three of them, it feels really weird. Yeah, you know? I can't do so it. Yeah. I gotta try to explain it like we can't do that. And it don't, it don't really it don't really fit with the song, you know? <laughs> yeah, and KKK. Um and what I like about that song is that you took something that's so simple. Yeah. And you own it now, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yep. like, it's like there's like there's an art to even subject picking. Yep. And song titles, mm -hmm. right? Um like whenever somebody That feels completely original. Like nobody has that. Yes. You know I mean? And to yet me. it feels like it's right there. Like yeah. how has nobody else seen that? Just putting the pieces together, baby. Yes. I think some of the most brilliant things are almost so obvious it makes you wish like why didn't I write that? Yeah, and, and I think, but there also is idea overlap. Like you might, you might actually have an idea that's fantastic, and somebody across the world probably has the same idea somewhere. You know what I mean? But, but it's who gives birth to it first. That's true. Who who conceives it? Who concept? Who uh, 
who follows through on the idea. Because I'd be seeing ideas. I have ideas in my head. I'm like, I got to do this. If I don't do this, somebody else is going to do it. Yeah. So I've been thinking about another. I'm not going to tell you what the idea is because I just got to I gotta freaking do it. You know what I mean? I feel the same way. I think yeah. ideas want to be born through us. Like they Absolutely. already exist. And they're like, hey, Morgan. Hey, there, there was hey. a There was a lecture. A woman was talking about how genius is the ability to interpret inspiration, right? So like being a genius isn't being smart. It's when like, Whatever idea or spark comes into your mind and be able, being able to seize that moment, you know what and I mean? And actualize like, it. And actualize it, right? Yes. So that's that's what uh that's what they that's what she was saying it is, and and I, I don't know if I disagree with that. I think that's great. I think it's you know I, I I was uh writing yesterday and I was the last couple months I had been in a funk because I'm like man I've been promoting so hard I've just been like posting and delegating duties and just trying to package content and i haven't made anything that's like you know makes me excited right and then uh yesterday i you know did my you know i did my self-care shit you know and then sat down and said i'm gonna write for an hour and then you, you know you start and then the idea came and i came up with an idea for another song it's absolutely stupid but i think it's gonna be absolutely great Let's it's talk like, about what you did to, to get that idea. Absolutely. You know, it's it's a matter of like running, meditating, yoga, uh some sort of yeah, some sort of some sort of like exercise reform. Also being productive. Like I look real talk, I do like video games. Mm -hmm. For about a month or two, I was like locked into a video game and I was it was consuming my life. Yeah. But when I'm not playing a video game, I'm like exponentially more productive. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I know it's so lame, but um, I finished the game, and then this last week or two, I've just been like nailing shit down and and finishing the to do list. Also, like writing a to do list, crossing the to do list. It's proven study that it, like it releases yeah. some sort of uh, thing, like you it know, the, a sense of completion. every little check mark. Yes, a sense of completion. And um, I actually created. You know, I have a little patio, and I uh, got a little awning now for it now i could sit outside so i'm not in the sun and i and i could like sit there and write outside and it's like really lovely and so i'm gonna try to make that a practice you know and it's just one of these things where if you tell yourself if i sit here for an hour like even before i started writing well the first thing i wrote was all right even if you sit here an hour and don't write anything good or at all like you showed up to do this mm. do you know what i mean like a, like a block time i heard seinfeld does the same thing same thing like, like at least you showed yeah. up you showed up and you did work, you know, you showed up for your art, your craft. And then um, eventually the wheels start turning. You know what I mean? They start turning. Do you have a ritual that happens in the room to say, because for me, I work at home, like the actual, like 30 minutes prior to actual writing. Oh, Cause, yeah. Cause don't you also do other life shit there? Don't you also pay the bills in the same room and do other shit? Well, you know, when I, you I make that distinction that now I'm being creative now. Yeah. It's funny. I, I can't get creative at my act. Because I have an office, okay. but I, I don't feel creative at that office. I, I, for some reason, I, I can't write there. Uh, so I, I have to write in the kitchen or the living room or like outside on this patio. I just can't be by the desk because what will happen is then I'll be like, oh, I should answer that email and then I should do this or that or that. Like I'll, I'll, I'll get, you know, locked into admin work. Yes. And that is not productive. I mean, it is productive. I got to do it, but it's not, I, creative. it's not creative and I use it as an excuse to not be creative. And, and the fear of being creative is that you're not you're gonna do something that's not good, right? But the truth is, like, 
that all that's always going to happen. Right. You have to be like that's it's always going to happen. You're always going to write something not good. Who was talking about when they wrote a script like the first script you should write should be bad. It should be really bad. Like because in the sense that you, you want to be able to it out. you got to get it out. You got to be you you have to be able to work with something and improve on something. Yes. You know what I mean? So um they said he should write drunk edit sober. Is that what they say? Yeah, just let it let it flow out. That's yeah, a like, good idea. Even philosophically, Who how you go about that? it. Write, oh, write drunk, edit sober. Yeah. That's a great idea. You know who had a great book on creativity? Obviously, Rick with, Rubin. Have you heard of his book? I have. To, I like Rick Rubin. I have to read his book. His new book is fantastic, The Creative Act. And he was just talking about that, that literally everybody is creative. There's just different practices. Like yeah. playing the piano is a practice. Being yeah. a dancer is a practice. But yeah. creativity is just tapping in. He was saying that when he creates his songs, yeah. That he doesn't even feel like he's very creative. He just gets things down to a couple choices and just chooses which one he likes best. It is about the, the decision making is like honestly one of the most important parts. Like when you're when I'm writing a song, I, you know, how do I say this? I write the song, I perform the song live, and then I have to go back listen to it and see what was funny, what was not funny. Am I going to cut this? I think when you start out, you feel like everything is precious. You feel like everything. Is important. You feel like, oh, I worked so hard, and this is a, this is a rep representation of me, uh, mm. and so I don't want to leave it out because it, you know if I take something out, it, like it devalues me. You know what I'm saying? And right. That's not, and that's not that's not what it is. It's like a part of me is dying if we don't keep yeah, that chorus. It's it's <laughs> not it's not you know it's it's better to be at you know at, like be ruthless with it you know and stuff that you edit out of one thing might end up being. A, a funny line in another thing or, or you know something moving in another piece of work you know what i'm saying yeah well as a fan of uh of mr yay uh one of the things that happens with him there's a lot of leaks of his rough drafts and a lot of his fans what they do is that there's like compilations on youtubes so of the way songs used to be people, right and then like for example that song hurricane with him in the weekend that was that's been out for like four or five years in different versions yeah and over time the audience is like oh wait he took that one hook from here and the, and the thing from there. And then we get to watch because most musicians don't show the behind the scenes process of a song. Yeah. You just see the final song. But comedians People like that. People like seeing the BTS, though. They do because I like how the way comedians build on sets. Like I yeah. love going to the comedy store like a couple weeks in a row and seeing yeah. the same comedians build on their 15 minutes. You know, that I, becomes a special. I actually have an, a, like a YouTube account that I haven't published anything yet. Basically, I <clears throat> I upload all of my hour-long sets. Really? Uh, because it's kind of like free cloud storage in a way. You oh. know what I mean? I just oh, keep it. Smart. I just keep it unlisted. You know what I mean? And then one day, when you know I'm even more, you know, like a household name or bigger, uh, I'll release like you know a hundred hours of comedy, and it's gonna be mostly the same stuff. But like you said, you're gonna see the progression of the, what, what the song was in like 2000 and you know, 13 versus, you know, 2025. 20, you yes. know what I mean? So we're just, I'm just uploading it also. And I just don't want to lose it because I remember a long time ago, I lost a hard drive of footage early on from my career. And I was like devastated because I thought, I think it's so important to see where you've come from and see how you've grown. You know yes. what I mean? I, I truly believe if you're not embarrassed by the work you did, you know, three months ago, six months ago, you know, the one podcast ago, right? We were talking about this before yeah. it started. Then you're not growing and you're not you're not changing and you're not getting better. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and it is that feeling. It's funny because like, like right now, I can honestly say I think you have the best lighting of any of the episodes I've ever done. And now it makes me feel like, fuck, what's the point of even posting the other ones? Like now every single it. time I make a new one, I'm like, 
ah, it's so much better. Ah, it's so much better. No, yeah. that's great. And that's fantastic. And you'll keep getting better. I mean, w at what point is it like the style locked in? Also, you got to understand like once you lock in whatever the setting is, right? Yeah. You could also move on to a different aspect of the of the podcast episode. Right. You can do segments. You can have little sound bites. You can, yeah. get, you could, you could do more with it. Like you lock in the lighting and the look and then you could, you can even expand you, elsewhere. You could, you, you can now f start framing the podcast in a way that's like, not to get like too in depth on what yeah, we're actually yeah, doing, yeah. but you know, break it down into, all right, today, now it's time for this moment in the podcast where we share like inspirational specific moment or memory or some shit like that. Right, Whatever, right. If that's a thing, you know what I mean? So that yeah. way, cause sometimes, you know, I, I did a podcast for about a year before people like filmed it. Mm -hmm. And then I had another podcast called The Hook that I just sort of, um, it was just tough to stay on top of it with, with everything going on, yeah. you know what I mean? That, uh, you know, where was I going with it? You want to like plan it out. I forgot where I was going with it. But I think you were saying there's different ways to to make something better because the lighting isn't the ultimate way to make it better. That can, yeah. that can make the segments better or the audio better or this better, right? Yeah, there's yeah, always yeah, yeah. another place to improve yeah, and to totally. keep creating. Totally. And when I like what you were saying before about your songs too, Ooh, when you, when you, you farted them. again, dude. Razzy, I'm sorry about that. That's okay. Farted. Look, there's a little. You guys don't know there's a dog here. He's, <laughs> fart, he's farting nonstop, and it smells like broccoli. It's funny because I actually haven't had Brazzy in the room for the, like the last ten episodes, and I thought today is a good day to bring him <laughs> to let him back he's, in the fold. <laughs> he farts out of here, dog. And he's fighting on your side too, Brazzy. At least do him by me. Come, come over here, yeah. buddy. Lay down over there. Fart, fart, fart over there, dude. <laughs> but yeah. So as far as the creative process, you know, 30 minutes before, it, it all depends, but it, but it, it's a mindset of like, I will have to sit down and do this. Mm. I will have to sit down and write something, whether it's, whether it's lyrics, jokes, uh, journaling, like emo emotional, things like that. Um, yeah. You know, I do, I do like, I do mirror work where I'm like, you're great, you're talented, you're funny. Um, mirror work is dope. I did that once on LSD and it changed my life. Did it? Yeah, it was the first time I told myself I love you and really meant wow. it. Like looked at myself in my soul and was like, "Hey, man, wow, you're doing a good job." And I was like, "I am you doing a good do job, that. aren't I?" You gotta yeah. do. You gotta do that. I know it seems goofy, but I'm telling you, you gotta look yourself in the mirror and say, "You're a sexy bitch. Mm -hmm. You're a sexy little little bitch, and I love you. I think you're the shit." <laughs> I think you're fantastic. Yes. I think you got what it takes. People like you. They want to hang out with you. And if you can't do this to yourself, just clip this and save this and bookmark it in your clips. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. It's funny because there's this negative voice in us that thinks that, oh, if I have to say something positive out loud, it means something is wrong with me. No, everything is programming. Yeah. Words are magic. Yeah. Right? Just like the same, the ways you use words to make people laugh. Oh yeah, you know, in your special, we also can program ourselves to like hate ourselves, Big time. or to feel like we're not enough, or whatever. You know, especially everything you see on TV, right? And all all the words we hear, even if you don't agree with somebody's words, if you're hearing them, you're thinking them. Like if yeah. I say, "Don't think of the color blue," don't think of the color blue. You're still, you know, <laughs> you can't escape it. He got me, right? He got me. He got me. Now, when, of, when did you blue. start your positive <laughs> self talk? Um, I probably started that like six or seven years ago uh but i didn't really like kick it into high gear until the pandemic and then when i started going to therapy regularly like four or five years ago so it was it was a process of like do it i started with meditation then i started with then i then i added in like the the positive reinforcement you know then i added in therapy 
and then, you know, journaling as well. And I think all of that sort of came together to, you know, I, I don't, I don't think the person I was even a decade ago would be recognizable to anybody. Really? And I think that's a good thing. We don't, we would, I mean, I'm 36 now. I'd hate to be the same person I was when I was 26. You know what I mean? What's a, what's a breakthrough that you've had between the pandemic and now that you would care to share something that, that to you felt like it made a difference? You know, uh, the pandemic was tough for a lot of people. You know, I think for in different contexts, the pandemic as a creative artist was a gift because everything was shut down. Nobody was doing shows. Nobody, TV was basically shut down and comedy was shut down. So I was in this position where I could do all these other things creatively that I never thought I had time to do. Right. So, you know, posting content, editing content, doubling down on doing sketch comedy. Yeah. And realizing there was a lot of successes that came with that. Right. And and just putting stuff out without caring as much. Right. Because in the comedy community, there's a lot of stigma about like, you know, doing these like little goofy sketches on TikTok or, <laughs> or stuff like that. You know, it should just be straight stand up. You know what I mean? But uh, I just sort of leaned away from that and I just was like I'll try whatever yeah I'll try whatever and trying to carry that mindset with me as I move into even though we're not in the pandemic and things are kind of back to where a, a little bit normal creatively where it was before the pandemic taking that mindset of it doesn't matter it's not that serious you you should still play and, and be goofy and put out videos and things like that yeah. you know what I mean so we're just trying to stick with that mindset I love know? that and plus, uh, I mean, what's what's go <clears throat> what's goofier, a TikTok sketch or an SNL sketch? I mean, I don't know. The, the, I mean, the, I, you see, they're both equal amounts. We're just fucking around, yeah. being silly. It's yeah. not like, yeah. I mean, they they definitely have a different. It's like if you ask a twenty five and under, if they watch SNL. I think most of them would say they don't. Right. I mean, I remember I asked a Gen Z kid person. I don't like to say kid because they're not kids, but like a, somebody you know twenty five and under, like, what's your favorite comedy special? And they were like. I've never seen one. They're boring. Who can sit through an hour of that? You know? So the the, the content you make is going to reach the right person, I think. You know? Yeah. And there's always going to be haters, for sure. There's always going to be haters. And also, like, comedy, for example, is a volume game, and not everything is going to hit. Mm. And uh, you can't take a person when it doesn't hit. You know? I think it just takes a lot, of, especially if you're somebody who wants to go viral, it takes a lot of posting. A lot. I mean, I probably have posted 800 things on TikTok. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when somebody comes to me, like, I'm posting, but it's not hitting, I'm like, well, how much are you posting? Did you just post 10 and that was it? Right. I'm, you know, I posted on, on Instagram, I posted even more than that because I've been on that longer. I yeah. mean, it, it wasn't until I was at like 20,000 followers for like years or something. And then it wasn't until last October that one of the videos hit and I got like another 80,000 followers overnight. Wow. So, but when they came to your page, they saw that you had all this other amazing yeah. content. It wasn't one viral thing and a bunch of bullshit. Right. They saw that that. quality. Exactly. In the page. Yeah. So you just keep sort of building that. It's your portfolio. Um, but as far as what else I learned from the pandemic, I mean, what about in therapy? Was there a particular? What did I learn in therapy? I learned that I have anxiety. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I guess I didn't. I didn't have a name for it. But I remember I was talking to my therapist like. 
yeah, I just can't fall asleep some nights. You know, I'll just be like laying in bed and my heart's pounding and I just like can't stop thinking about everything. He's like, well, that's actually anxiety. And uh, I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't have any, I don't have any issues. I just can't, I just have trouble sleeping. He's like, actually you're describing anxiety. It's a general anxiety disorder. No, you don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand. I come from a family of immigrants. We don't have mental health issues okay <laughs> we're just dealing with stuff we're right? just dealing with stuff buddy <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> what are you talking about uh no you have anxiety um but i learned that and i also learned how to express <laughs> express myself emotionally because like um <clears throat> you know i think growing up in a household where your parents come from another country and they they work 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 there's kind of no time to process what we're going through, right? Right. I mean, you know, my dad died when I was six, and then the same weekend my mom was working at the restaurant that she worked at, like wow. shortly after. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, because she had three kids, so it was like, we don't got time to really deal with this. You death, know what I mean? Death thing. Yeah, yeah. We don't got time to handle this and grieve. We, I got three kids I got to feed wow. and give food, like, you know. Yeah. So um, I think that that's kind of like the where we're coming from. So... You know, my therapist, I, I, I've since stopped going to therapy for a little bit, mm -hmm. uh, but my therapist was like, I want you to download a children's emotion chart. And if you don't know what that is, that is... Um, like all those emojis of like super happy to like sad. Yeah, and... because I never even said I felt <clears throat> like I feel this way. Mm. I wouldn't even admit that, you know? So yeah. it was a huge breakthrough for me to be like, I feel sad. I feel happy. I feel excited. I feel this way. Literally looking at the face, like, how do I feel? What face would best describe how I feel? Wow. You know, and I, I know that seems like super elementary, but um, for anybody who does have trouble expressing emotion, I, I would recommend that as well. Yeah. It's, it seems so... Just being aware of just how you're feeling. Just realizing that, you yeah. know what, and then ex accepting it, right? Accepting because it, yeah. for me, when I have resistance to how I'm feeling, I make it worse. Like whenever I feel tired... And then I feel upset that I'm tired, that I shouldn't be tired, that I should be able to do a 12-hour day and keep going. You know, Then it's like, then I'm being tired about being tired instead of just accepting I bet, it. I bet you have a hard time scheduling rest. Yes. You do, huh? Yes. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, you're like, a, you don't feel like you're, uh, you're winning if you're not working all the time, right? Yeah. It's so like taking a vacation somewhere to Costa Rica, for example. You'd be like, you'll be there like, I just... What are we doing here? What are we doing here? We should. We, we can't. Be, we gotta make. The, we gotta do. Make this worth it. You're like, no. You're relaxing. The vacation's worth it. Yes. You know. Yes. It's funny. That's tough. One mindset kind of helps you survive, but yeah. then you have to let go of it to get to that next level, right? That yeah. that, that anxious. Because I, I do like creating, but like yesterday we had a ten hour day on sh on set, and I came home. And I thought I was gonna have another eight hour day editing, doing my personal projects, and then I was like being mad at myself for not. I was like, no, no, no. no. I'm a, I'm allowed to rest. Yeah, ten hours is plenty for a day. <laughs> you Listen, for for sleep. Pharrell goes into the studio nine to five and he's out. That's it. Yeah, I heard Eminem is that way too. Or or they went in together. Maybe it was them too. But I'm pretty sure they just go in nine to five, and then we out. We put we leave that there. Yeah, you know. I mean, eight hours is a long time to like work on art to be creative. You know what I mean? And if you're being honest, how much of that is actual, legit, focused, creative time, right? Well, it all is, right? Yeah. Like, if you, if you if you create, you know, writing a song isn't just, like, sitting down and writing the lyrics. It's writing it, and then it's stepping away, and, you know, maybe going for a walk. Uh, everybody has a different process when it comes to writing. So it's like, am I am I going to write it all in one shot? Am I going to write a verse or hook, and then I got to think about it? Is it not good? Or 
because I've been in a studio session as well, and, and the whole time, you know, you're not, you're just sort of, because music in general is, is a very personal thing, right? So, yeah. like, I remember one time I worked with a writer, and they were like, you know, the song we were working on never got released, but, it, but you know, it's sort of like, well, what, what's going on in your life? What are you feeling? What happened? You go through a breakup, you fall in love. Are you collecting your things from an ex's place? Did you, or is everything going wrong? Like you get a car accident and then you got evicted and then this and that. So like, so then you go, okay, so how does that make you feel? Like, can we turn this into a song? How can we express this through rhyme and through, you know, metered music, right? So, and if it's authentic, if you're really feeling that shit, somebody else must also be feeling absolutely. it. Absolutely. And and sometimes you see, sometimes there's songs that are so specific and you're like, why would I love this song? I have no idea what's going on. I'm trying, what's a good example of like lyrics, people talking about, uh, I don't know. Like, Do you mean when the artist is very specific to their life? Like Yeah, they're talking, like there's a Tyler, the creator song called Wilshire on his new album that I really like. And he, I guess he's really talking about uh, something somebody he really was in love with, I suppose, you know? Okay. But he's referencing names specific that only he knows, places that he knows, things right. that he knows. You know what I mean? Things that only him and maybe his friends would know. And it's like, okay, it's so of, specific. And yeah. it's so, but I, I still really like yeah. that song. That's one of my favorite songs on the album. So A lot of hip-hop songs are like that, too. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and nothing we could get, you know, we can connect with on, on that type of level, but... There's something about the energy of the song that, you know, connect, that vibes with us, you know? Yeah. So, you know, making music or art, it, it does get personal. So the actual session doesn't necessarily have to be, um, you know, writing, you know, eight hours nonstop. Right. You know, it, it comes from the conversation that you're having with who, the producer or whoever else is in the room with you. Now, but you do music and comedy, yeah. right? And yeah. a lot of comedians sometimes will do some of the writing on stage. Yeah. How does that work for you? It used to be like that, and and I think with the evolution of the next special, that the one, not the one that you just saw, but there's there's, a, I'm gonna be going on tour, and there's gonna be. Uh, and what's the name of the one that I just saw? The name of the special you just saw is Live at the Village. Live at the Village. Live yeah. at the Village. Love it. Yeah, and I'm I'm so hyped on it. We'll talk a little bit more about that in detail. But as far as, you know, do I write on stage? Sometimes, sometimes. Um, but when it comes to writing the song, I was actually having this conversation last night with another friend of mine who's a really talented musical comedian, this guy Luke Knoll. And for us, we have to write the song. We have to try the song. Like, we hope that the first draft of the song is going to be it. Because in, in we that first draft, are there full-on jokes? Yeah, in the well, special, you're doing crowd works with it yeah so do you have like a pre-built melody and then you fill that in with whatever's happening yeah so so basically when when i discovered that the crowd work was something that people really loved mm -hmm. i was like you know what what if we wrote the songs with crowd work built into it so it, right. it doesn't feel like my whole set is just crowd work it's it's so that it's that way it's relevant to the bit you know um and that's when we found out that's that's when i found out like that was such a good way to do things because it, because it, it like it engaged the audience it also created an original idea it, it it just felt more structured and now we're going back to the other way like i am there are some you know obviously you saw the special so there are some songs that have no crowd work in it right um you know the the last song for example um the song the, uh, losing, the losing followers, followers. Yeah. Uh, i'm trying to think if there's another one those might be the only two that really don't involve the crowd at all Oh, and then the f right now one, mm. you know, 
but those are also just their own sort of vibes of a song too yeah um but i think when, but when you go out like when you go out to test your new material yeah are you saying this is the full thing it's done i'm just gonna test it or are you like actually like in the middle of a set if you get an idea will you just take it there and fuck around and go off so, script so the song i have to just sing start to finish and then i'll have to go back and rewrite it and then figure out what's good and what's not good uh the more comfortable i am writing the song uh then i can start incorporating crowd work into it if yeah. that makes sense but one that's once you're happy with the song you feel like you have a winner of a song and then you say well now i have room to around in the chorus or this right yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. is it just no no so i think once you the song is basically like in your bones like in your like you just know it front to back yeah you can go off book and it, it, the same thing goes with joke like writing jokes you can go completely off book you can come back to it it's it's just it's just like a a comfortability thing it's a confidence thing right i can't yeah. i don't have the confidence to to mess around Unless the, I know the bit is like done and polished and good, you know what I mean? Right, because then you know how much leeway you have. Yeah, I mean, look, there's songs that I that I've been singing for a year that that's when it starts starts it starts getting good. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, I've already done all the singing part. Now I could really goof off and have fun. Yeah, and it you takes a lot I mean? of commitment to know that even a year after a song, that's when it's going to really hit the stride. Like you said before, some people will just post ten things and say it's not working. It's yeah. like, dude, like yeah, I was even thinking with my podcast, I was like. I like. I'm committed to take this thing to the thousandth. I think you're like going to be episode sixty or something. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I haven't even had a hundred yet. You're, you're episode sixty. Yeah. Listen, that is a you don't understand. Like ninety percent of podcasts don't make it past episode ten. A lot of people don't know that. Oh wow, they don't. So you are you're crushing it. Oh, thank you. You're absolutely crushing it because the thing is, like, I had a podcast. I did it for about a year, about fifty episodes. I really enjoyed doing that podcast. I enjoyed the subject. Like, if you're making a podcast, you really have to be passionate about what you're talking about. Yep. Or just like enjoy talking to people because you to sustain that, you know, we're, we're we're transferring energy. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. And it's it is it is work to to like yes. for us to stay engaged and focus. I don't know if either of us took like a pull or something. I did <laughs> yeah, not, yeah. but you know what I'm saying. Like, right, you gotta, right, right. you know. So it, like kudos to you, dude, because that, that 60 episodes is honestly like you could literally not that you're going to quit, but you could like stop now and be like, we did that shit. Yeah. Well, well, I mean? well I'm saying that because I appreciate your process. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because of, of just how long you have to keep refining it and performing it. Yeah. Right. Like there might be several times where you perform a song to an audience and it's just an OK response. But, you know, there's something here. Yeah. Wait till the 20th time or the 30th time. Like that. You, or maybe you have to you, they'll laugh at that one piece. And you're like, I could expand that. You also have to know what this the song or the joke is going to be like in the context of whatever room, whatever city. Mm. Right. So some of my songs don't work well in like a thousand seat venue. Right. The 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 very the highly interactive songs don't work well in that. The sing-along songs work great. The, the the emotional funny songs work great, but those more intimate ones where I'm really like, you know, getting like if I pick a guy out in the front crowd to like try to kiss on stage, right? Um, that that is tough in an in an audience of a thousand people because yep. it's so, I'm so focused on this little area of the audience in the front that like the people all the way in the back or the balcony they feel left out. Yes, you know what in I mean. In a smaller room, you feel like the whole crowd feels like they're one. That's you why you can the, even hear them talking at their seats. <clears throat> that's yeah. why in the special it's 65 people. Yeah. You know, I thought I, that was a great decision. I, I think for me, it was so important to make the person who's watching it on their mobile device, because <clears throat> like over 50% of all yeah. 
people are watching on a mobile device at this point. For me, it was so important to not ignore the people, those people. Yes. Every, every comedy special with like, you know, oh shit, the birds be out. Those are real birds, yeah. Oh my God, damn. I was like, <laughs> man, you put this on. But, you know, every special that comes out, it's like a thousand seat venue. Yes, some of them are really funny, uh, but you, you don't feel this kind of You don't connect as much, you're you right. Know? So mine, I'm, I'm like looking into the camera. Um, you know, I wanted to feel warm and like mm -hmm. we're there we're, we're we were in the room when it happened the lighting was great you know leaving mistakes in they even put a little bit of a haze in it like a little yeah. bit of a fog i don't know if you could notice I that. that yeah a little bit of a, you know um that's what i wanted and i think we we achieved that you know i i agree that i think when you I didn't feel like the first 10 minutes there, there's only listen i love the special there's literally like like two minutes of the special that i, I don't like and I, and I wish there was a way to edit it out i couldn't what it was when I was talking to that girl about the wet wipes and her friend was, you know, and her boyfriend lives in, like, I just... I thought that was funny because we we laughed at that because, like, a lot of people don't have wet wipes at their place. They don't, right? Yeah, once, it's funny because I just got... They don't, right? I'm not crazy like that. <laughs> no. They don't. Well, I just got into wet wipes, like, three years ago for my, my boy put me onto it. Once I did, now I I, I take them with me. I'll go snowboarding and have Yo, wet wipes in my backpack. No. Like, you, I don't go anywhere Wait till you get a tushy or a bidet. Yeah, well, that's Do you not have that? Do you, I... I I've been to people's houses that have that. You got a bit. You, got, you don't have to get the, the Japanese toilet like in the South Park well, episode. I, I, <laughs> I got I got the one. It's 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 not warm water. It's just like normal water. But I mean, I can't really go back to just toilet paper. It don't make no sense. Yeah. Once you have water shoot up your ass, you're just like you know what. No, but it, it's it's just that the, the the what the demonstration. It's like if you throw shit on a wall and just try to wipe it with just a piece of toilet paper. It's just gonna be there still. Yeah. It's just so you need, you need a liquid of some sort. Have you seen the South Park episode of this? I haven't seen. It's hilarious because Randy finally gets a Japanese toilet and he gets he's totally he's giving this speech. Yo, these these Japanese then, toilets will like give your horoscope, bro. And then big toilet paper assassinates him for spilling the truth about why toilet papers aren't uh, effective. Really? <laughs> he literally starts giving your speech like and he gets like JFK <laughs> by like big toilet, Dude, <laughs> big big paper industries. It's so it's so <laughs> funny. Like I, I can't go back. And and more most of the world uses that. Yes. Most of the world uses that. Yes. So it makes you think like, what the fuck have we been doing all this time? Everybody in America walking around with a dirty asshole. That's why we all are upset and the left and the right can't get along because our buttholes are dirty. Yeah. You heard it here first. I solved it. Everybody got to get a clean booty. You know, there's so <laughs> many little things that make me feel better throughout the day. I mean, maybe not little things. For example, like I get massages pretty often. That's it doesn't right. matter if it's like a foot massage, deep tissue massage, or Yanni just walking on my back, right? And I feel like 10 times better afterwards, yeah. right? But I've met grown-ups to tell me they haven't had massages in years. Then yeah. they're walking around all grumpy, like, I hate everything. It's like, dude, maybe you just need your back cracked. Like, it might be just that. You got to take care of yourself. Or they're just dehydrated. Right. <laughs> Right, a lot of it. And, and every every issue could just be be chalked down to you're not drinking enough water. Yes, yes. Because I always think about that. Like, you know what I mean? Like 100. How hard do we want to make being happy? Right. And a lot of us we put all these obstacles, and it's like no, really. If you just drink water, hydrate, like to actually be happy is fine. But we make it so much harder. Like with your anxiety, I have. I'm the same way. Like yeah. currently in uh, life, by the way, I don't, I don't have anxiety. That's not a thing. Right, right. We're immigrants. We don't have anxiety. We don't, we, don't know, we don't know what anxiety is. You know, like I'm doing better than I've ever been, but I still feel that like tiger chasing after me. Yeah. 
Yeah. And maybe that, and then I use it as motivation, but then it gets to the point where there's diminishing returns. How, and then I'm saying maybe I should achieve in from a more peaceful state, but yeah. then I keep, I don't know, I get energized when there's like that pressure. How do you balance your relationship? You got like, is it tough? Uh, it's been very tough. <laughs> right. It's tough. Right? It's been very tough. Well, I mean, you know, we also ended up working together by the end of it. I think the fact that we have very similar values, I think, yeah. makes it nice. How long have you guys been together? Four years. Yeah. Yeah. And and do you find like do you do you get annoyed th that he works too much sometimes? Well, yeah. it's funny because now it's flipped because now she's like really really killing it in the companies that we yeah. that we do together and now she's giving me the lines that i used to give her she's like nah baby you know i can't hang out tonight because i have an idea for our edit and that's her telling me this now that's good <laughs> when that used i mean to be it's, my good to be, it's good to be passionate about it yeah no i love it i love it well i love love and i love creativity and to me i think it's all one and the same you know, yeah. I grew up, both my parents were artists and yeah. they also worked together. Yeah. So for me and, and half the people I've dated were people that I work with or people that I work with people I dated. Like it, that line yeah. has always been like this. Like my work is my messy. life. Our boy over here is messy. Yeah. <laughs> he a messy boy. <laughs> I mean, it's, I, I love a lot. Yeah. You yeah. know, I love the work He's I Brazilian, do. He's Brazilian, you know, yeah. he got the passion. <laughs> he got the passion fruit. You know what I mean? <laughs> he got the, uh, you know, he got the... Apasionada, you know what I mean? He like he Apasionada. He you know, he loves. He loves. I mean, hey, we get, I get it. What is love to you? Love is, you know, loyalty. It's it's an act of service for me. You know, it's being able to That's how you give love? Yeah, like I'm reliable. You could rely on me. You know, it's uh it's being there for somebody. You know what I mean? I'm not like, you know, my mom would always be like, don't, you know, don't. Don't tell me you love me. Show me you love me. Are you in love right now? Ah, man, that's a tough answer. Do I love my girlfriend? I really do love my girlfriend. I give her a kidney if I had to. You know, I'm gonna give her I give her a part of my body if it would save her life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is that love? Is yeah. That, is that love? It's organ trafficking, but it's it's also <laughs> love. <laughs> um. Yeah. I would save her life. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I would. So I'm a hero. Did you always <laughs> like the idea of love? Uh, I don't know if I have the healthiest role models for love. You know, um, my dad died. My mom and my stepdad are cool. But my mom has just always been taking care of people. Like, took care of my dad. Take, take, my stepdad has Parkinson's. She's taking care of him. Uh, so like to me, what, what I see with love is, is like sticking with somebody through, through the very toughest moments, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And like, um, it is love sh should be unconditional, but in most cases it's not for a lot of people. And, um, so you measure the depth of the love by how somebody shows up when the times are tough. A little bit. Yeah, I think so. I could see that, I especially so. with the way your mom was a uh, the caregiver. Yeah, it's because uh, I definitely have felt like very goo goo gaga over girls before. Yeah, where you know I kind of want to like live this close to their fucking face. You know what <laughs> I mean? You know what I'm saying? Where you want you just want your lips on their lips like all, all the whole time. <laughs> you know, like but just like that, but. I don't believe that that is a sustainable uh, practice. 
And I feel like that goes away at a certain point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. Like you, but you know somebody for ten years. Like the surprises are. I don't. In my opinion, the surprises are, aren't going to be there. It's just going to be different. You know, yeah. the love is going to be different. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna change. You know. What do you think the purpose is of a relationship? Like, are you very religious about it? No, I, you know, I, th- I think you know, life is hard, so you team up. Man, that's it. That's Li- a great way to put it. Life is hard, so you team up with somebody. You know what I mean? Yes. It's tough to do it on your own, so. You team up, you high five each other, you celebrate each other's victories. You know, when you're down, they're there to lift you up a little bit and vice versa. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's Do you like, want kids one day? I don't know. We've talked about that and I'm leaning towards no on that. No in total? Yeah, no kids. How come? I think we're just going to raise two beautiful bank accounts. Mm. You know? What are you going to name them? You know, Roth and 401. Oh, yeah. No. um, (laughs) Little Rothito. (laughs) But I mean, you know, statistically, people our age are just having kids less than like having kids or not having kids at all. Yeah. Um, Population decline. You know, I mean, and you know, it's it's necessary. I mean, both of my brothers got two kids. Like we we good. The family line is going to continue. Right. But um, yeah, I want to go back to like we were talking about like that unconditional love thing. Like I feel like love is like you love me on the condition of that you are wealthy or that you are. Mono- or, or that you are faithful or that you do X, Y, and Z, you know what I mean? Or that you look a certain way, you know what I mean? Um, so if you operate that way, then like a relationship is kind of like destined, I feel like, as, as long as the status quo stays that way, then I guess the relationship will be fine. You right. Know? But then it's, it's very conditional control. And I, I feel... That's why I don't like it. Yeah, I, I think that any of those kinds of sacrifices should be coming from the person wanting to give the sacrifices, not as an expectation of the other person, right? Like if I choose to be loyal to you, that's me being loyal to you out of my choice, yeah. right? Not you saying you you must be loyal to me, right? I, yeah. I feel like it's unfair to demand that. I think you just appreciate it when you get it and hopefully both people would want to get it, you know? Because yeah. I think a lot of I think even not even just friendships. You hear people saying, "That's that's my best friend." That's my best friend. I can't be yeah. people like will argue and be possessive over friends. Not even so, relationships. I, you know, it's, it's so possessive. <laughs> my buddy just yeah. graduated from med school this last weekend, and I went to his. He was up in San Francisco, and I went to his his graduation. And um, you know, I'm I'm his best friend, and he's my best friend. And he, I gave he like there were so many people at this party. So when I went up there to say something, I just was like. Listen, I know that we're all, uh, we're probably all really disappointed because we all thought we were Chris's best friend. <laughs> you know, because, but I, but I turn it into, you know, like, but I think that's just a testament of what a good doctor he's going to be because he makes you feel yeah. so absolutely special. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because uh, that got a big laugh because I think everybody was like, damn, who the, f- who, where'd all these people come from? Like, how do you know all these people? You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but people do get possessive about that stuff. And I, and I think relationships change and they evolve. And I think, just like as a person does, there has to be room for that in the relationship. I think like if you break up after 10 years, I don't think that's a failure. I think that's a success. I think that you spend 10 years together and that's a long time. That's like, that's like, you know. Sharing a decade with somebody. That's a long time. Yeah. A decade is a long time. You know, if you, uh, 30 years is insane, you know? Um, so, so like, cause like if you were, if you retire from 30 years, everybody throws a party, but if you break up or get divorced after 30 years, People think it's like a huge failure. Nowadays, if anybody ever tells me they're they're going through a breakup or a divorce, I say congrats. Congrats, yeah. That's my first response. 
and they yeah. usually laugh like, oh, ha, ha, you know, because it's like, well, if it, if it was a good marriage, they would have just kept going. Yeah. Like, right? Or, or, or like, who's to say that? I mean, again, the relation, you have to have space. How old are you? You're 30. Okay. And you're 34. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you guys got like a good, at least six years in you, you know, you yeah. I'm just with you. I'm, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> no, 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 this is what I'd be doing on stage. Uh, you just, you just don't know. Like, everybody's so different, man. Yeah, and I don't think the purpose of a relationship is to last forever. And I think also it's how you're relating to that person. Because there's a lot of times where you have situations where people used to be lovers and they end up being friends, like best friends for a long time, yeah. or vice versa. People that were friends for a while and then end up becoming lovers, right? Or like things shift. Even the people that were my best friends also get married and have kids and move away. They're still a close friend of mine, even though I don't talk to them all the time. We still have a relationship. It might yeah. just be a couple Facebook check-ins and a once a year great phone call. Right, but I still right. have a relationship with that friend, even though he lives in a different state. Right. Yeah. So if I zoom out and look at relationships that way, it's like I had to have the exes that I had to lead me here. Yeah. To appreciate this, and if this is meant to continue, great. If not, then then we'll deal with those gifts I mean, as one they of come. The, one of the girls yeah. who broke my heart the most, you know, this is the whole reason I moved to L.A. Yeah. And had I not moved to L.A., I don't, you know, who knows where I would like, who knows what my trajectory would have been. Right. I, I, you know, I have this philosophy. There's no such thing as good or bad. That you know, time moves in a linear motion. You know, my dad, he died when I was six. Is that sad that I didn't grow up getting to like spend time with my dad? Yes. Is it like did it ruin my life? No. Did it make my life better? No. It's just like it's 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 that whole thing going back to like resistance and acceptance, right? Mm -hmm. You know, if you resist that reality, then you are going to find yourself in a pit of despair, toxic relationships, uh, being un, un, unable to be productive. If you accept that, then you can move forward and you can be, you know, yes, the whatever you need to become. You know what I mean? Yeah, just use whatever happens, right? Isn't, Obviously, isn't it that old phrase, like, you know, if you get into a traffic jam, is it good or bad? Or does it matter? Maybe you were supposed to get into an accident. But if you got into an accident, is that good or bad? That's right. Well, maybe you were supposed to, you know, you could have gotten your leg cut off. And was that I good mean, or bad? It's, it's, it's. I'm saying, bro. Things just keep on happening. Big the, wheels keep on turning. It's almost like, you know, if, uh, if you drop an egg on the ground and it, and it cracks open, there's no wrong way for it to crack because that's just the way it fell. Right. Yeah. And technically speaking, everything that's ever happened led to this moment. So it couldn't, the egg couldn't have cracked any other way. Could not have. Right. Could not have. Do you think your future is written, you personally? No. I think we, I think we, we met, like, you know, speaking of manifesting and stuff like that, I do believe when we talk about, you know, mirror work and positive self-talk, I think that like, you know, I think that manifesting stuff works, the, the journaling works. Also, you know, a good friend of mine who's very Christian, you know, I was telling him how like, yeah, you know, man, I manifest and. You know, sometimes I look at the I look at the sky and I like ask the universe for a thing, and he's like, "My guy, you're praying." <laughs> <laughs> and and the funny thing about living in L.A. or uh, New York or a big city is that nobody wants to admit they're religious at all. Right. Nobody wants to admit they don't want to say the words "I believe in God." Right. Right. But you know, whether it's rosary beads or sage or crystal or <laughs> Uh, you know, a, a, a frog that you put on whatever it, it don't matter. You are, you are using like God as a force. Like he's just like it, the hit he she what it is. It is a force. Yes. That 
you, you know, once you define it for yourself, you can make your own religion up. You know what I'm saying? Right. But um, it's just so funny. Like, nobody in LA will ever admit that they're praying, but it's like, bro, you're manifesting. Like, no, no, like, I'm not praying. I'm just looking at the sky, closing my eyes. <laughs> you're literally praying, dude. <laughs> you're talking to God. <laughs> Whatever you want to God, God is just the word that we chose for whatever that the universe or whatever that that is that's so funny you say that because just <laughs> recently i was uh stretching my legs in my room and and i was kneeling i just so happened to be kneeling in the way i was doing the stretch and i was just closing my eyes just thinking about what i want to have happen you and then i was like oh it's fuck just, i guess i'm praying it's just like god is god <laughs> is like whatever my buddy and i were having a conversation in the car a day or two ago about this you know and if you believe in God, if you don't, and I, the thing is, the minute you say God and believe, people think that it's it's like a, I'm trying to indoctrinate you into something. Right. That's not what I'm trying. Just so if you listen, I'm not trying to indoctrinate. This isn't what it is. I'm just talking about what I think it is. Um, and if you think God doesn't exist and you believe that the the universe is just chaos, that is its own belief. Like you're like it's a force. Yes. Cha then chaos is the the thing. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. The unknowable thing is is the God, whatever. Chaos is what it is. Yes. You know, that's just how you've defined it, right? Um, but, you know, he was like, all right, well, define the best qualities of your God then, right, if you believe in God, whoever it is. So, you know, I'm like going, you know, empathy, kindness, um, you know, somebody who's loving and compassionate, uh, for, who forgives and uh, charitable, whatever it is, uh who has an open heart and listens and this and that, right? So he was like, well, every time you see those things enacted in real life, if you see somebody doing that, you're seeing God. You're seeing God, like God as God as an action. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it's transferred through when you see another person being kind. Like, for example, yeah. people who don't say I love you, right? Uh, there was a play. I forget the play, right? I, I, I remember seeing it. I thought it was so beautiful. He's like, and the, the player, the, the, the character was saying, when you say I love you, it doesn't have to be I love you, right? If you go out and Yanni's like, take a scarf with you. It's cold. She just said, I love you. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. There's different that things you can do that, that imply it. Yeah. Because it, it, yeah. that's an act that's that's an act of love, right? Like, hey, it's raining, you should take an umbrella. It means I thought I love you and I thought about you. Yes. You know? Uh if if you're coming home and you grab a smoothie for you and you get her one too, right? You saying I love you with yes. that you know like that's an act like these little things you know what i mean like that's so funny because i did do that recently right it's, <laughs> yeah. like, it's like uh yeah. you know oh my god your skin looks so nice today i love you you just said it mm. you know like these little things you, you you just it just packaged differently yeah you know i like that that way because it shows up in the real world yeah and also i think it's a good way to feel like you are loved in this world you know what i mean so like you could meet a complete stranger and you're at the checkout and they're like, you better bundle up. It's cold out there. You don't even know them, but they just told you they loved you. Yes. Because they don't want you to be cold. Yes. You know what I mean? I love that. So so it, people are saying I love you so many times a day, you don't even realize it. They're just not saying the words. And when they're... They're not saying those words. You know what I mean? And on the opposite note, when they're saying something that seems mean, what are they really saying? They're saying I love you because they're disappointed. Like, man... You're, you're, when your mom says you're playing too many video games, you need to stop sitting in front of that fucking TV and stop playing video games. They're saying I love you, and it's right. and it's hard. That's how they're saying it. Obviously, like that's not the best. That's not how you yeah. want it. But that, but they're saying it. Yeah, I, I, some they, psychologists they, will say that it's, it's either people are either giving love or they're crying for love. 
Mm. Right? If somebody's also acting out or being bad in some kind of way, it's them saying, I want love. I don't yeah. feel enough love. So now I'm acting out to get attention. Yeah. But on a bigger scale, that could be something very dangerous to society. Mm. Right? Yeah. But it's still the same core. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Also, I don't want to take it the the wrong way. Like people out there, like committing hate crimes and shit like that. That is definitely not like acts of love. Obviously, it's not acts of love. But there's some. That's an act of not having love. Yeah. Right. Right. right Which right. is a cry, cry, cry for, for help in yeah. in some form. Right. Like yeah, I, yeah. I saw the CIA interrogator saying that every um, uh, terrorist they ever spoke to thought they were the good guy. From yeah. their perspective, they were like, no, 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 no I'm. I'm totally on the right side of this, right? From their perspective, yeah. right? You said they were doing something that was causing damage to other people. I mean, when the U.S. does drone strikes and kills civilians, they think they're 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 also like, I don't want to get like too, but yeah. that, that like that happens. That's yeah. been documented, right? Right. Um, you know, we maintain we're the good guys, so you know, it's, it's all perspective. It's all, it's context and perspective, man. I think about how hard that must be, and this is a weird turn on the podcast, but people who have had to for whatever reason take other people's lives but they're just walking around like they might just be like at the grocery store they might be a veteran who is a great person yeah. who just had to do a drone strike that may have killed a bunch of people but now here they are just whatever <sighs> buying potatoes she and like heavy. trying to figure out and then they put on a comedy special and they try to laugh she you know like heavy. people are dealing with shit like that would be such a weird thing to to deal with even I mean, my stepdad, my stepdad fought in Vietnam, I, and he? he don't he don't really say nothing about it. So I, I never, I mean, I don't ask him about it. But was he like in the trenches? Like, I don't. I, he was doing something. He, he let's just say he don't talk about it. Mm. You know, but uh, you know, going back to like, I'll tell you this. Let's take it back to the comedy special. You you mentioned like the comedy special. I mean, I get DMs all the time that are like, "Hey, you made you're made, you know, I was going through a tough time and." Uh, I mean, I got one specifically that the guy was like, I was about to kill myself. Mm. And I just randomly put on YouTube and your YouTube short came up and then I started just going through your shit and like, <laughs> it like took me, it took me out of it, you know? Yeah. So thank you. So like, you know, for every message, I'm not saying I'm like, I'm a hero. I'm just saying <laughs> like for every yeah. one of those messages I get, I know there's like 10 other people that probably feel that same way, yes. you know? That, you know, one guy was like, I'm getting evicted. I'm going to be living in my car. But I, I, you know, at least you're making, like, I have something to laugh about and I appreciate you. Yes. It's heavy stuff, man. It's, it's heavy. You don't realize the impact you have on people. So, you know, whether you're an artist with 100 followers or fans or 100,000 or a million, you, you don't know the impact. You really can't really begin to comprehend the impact you're having on somebody, you know? Yeah, because I know for me as a consumer of art, yeah. there's times where I'll put on something that's like a you know a masterpiece from a great artist. Other times I'll watch a YouTube channel that has like 500 followers, but I just think, oh, that that kid's funny, yeah. you know, or whatever. And and it, it really does affect. Like it sometimes it feels like you're with that person. Like when I put on specials or or, or anything on my phone, it's because I want that character in my vibe. Mm -hmm. Right, like a lot of times when I'm on long drives, I'll put on podcasts or audiobooks, and I'm essentially having their essence with me, yeah. right? And that's just a thing that somebody recorded in some room somewhere, and it lives on. The fact that that's even a thing, dude, you know, like dude, over a hundred years ago, if somebody told a funny joke somewhere, it that's the last it ended there. Now we get to laugh at something like your special already happened. I know, right? Like it already took place, but it made me laugh today. I know. I'm so proud of it. I'm so happy you saw it. I'm so happy you enjoyed it. Yes. That's what I want. 
You know, a good fr a, fr a friend of mine said he a friend of mine who was in the audience was like, I sent him a, a cut, and he goes, you know, I only I only meant to watch five minutes of this, but I'm I've been watching twenty minutes of it now. Yeah. And another friend of mine, the first the fr I will say the first twenty minutes of the special, I think are among the strongest openings of a special that I I have seen. I'm biased, but you really can cruise through those first twenty minutes. Is the sleeping song in those first twenty? Yeah, bro, that shit's. It's the sharing the so the first twenty minutes is the LOL ha ha ha, the the trying to go to sleep and yep. the, and the friend zone, bro. Because all three of those have a different element to it, and they're so relatable all the way across. Yeah, it, I like that. This is what I was saying before. The, you pick subject matters that are so universal, but you you did such a unique approach to them that it hit, man. You know, on the it same really on the same this on the other side of that. You know, some might say that my material is is not uh, edgy. It's not pushing a boundary. Well, fuck them. Not everybody has taste. You know? <laughs> no, that special. But it was really great because I also love the energy exchange you had with the audience because oh, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. that intimate crowd. When you went from flowing beautifully to then the the uh, the the punchlines you would have even when the music stops, yeah. the way it stopped, the way your volume would go up. Right? It, it, there's a. It was a. You took us on a ride. You that's know. what we want, and 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 then that's why I pepper in like that first song about the social media. Mm -hmm. I personally believe because I'm going to release all the songs individually as well as their own video. Good. So I'm going to like on TikTok, for example, I will release every song. As a matter of fact, I'm going to release it horizontal. Like you'll be able to, what's the word? Like flip if you just yeah. move the screen, you'll be able to see it. Yep. Um, because I I really believe that that song in particular. Uh, will hit really hard on social media. The followers one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, when I when I had originally started working on that song two or three years ago, I posted a minute or two of it, and uh, so many blue check mark people were like, bro, thank you for posting this. You don't understand how this hits. Mm -hmm. You know? Because a lot of people are starting to equate their worth to a number, you know? Yep. And we're kind of moving away from what, what, how you actually really do add value, and it's not just through likes and follows and shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited to see the response to that song. Uh, my favorite song is the last one. You know what's crazy about the special? Everybody has fa my manager's favorite song is the one about moving in, about the home intruder. <laughs> that's his favorite song. I, that's my, that's my least favorite song on the special. <laughs> you know, that's my least favorite song on the special. The, the sleeping one's my favorite. The the LOL one I thought was just brilliant it's because just as an immigrant, I'm like, yo, I haven't heard anybody make anything out of that. Yeah. Like the yeah, 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 like that. But only if you Spanish though. Ja, ja, ja. Ja, right? ja, ja. The people that know, if they know, it's hilarious. Well, that that came from uh, when I, during the pandemic, I was doing a lot of uh, virtual events. Mm. And so because a lot of people had their cameras off or their, their phones, their, 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 their mics on mute, one of the ways I would, you know, instruct the audience to interact was if you like something, just type in LOL. If you like something in your Spanish, type in ja, 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 ja. <laughs> if you really like yeah. something, type in LOL. You know, like, right. so that's where that originally came from. And I was like, man, you know, I need, a, I need to find a way to start the special with like an opening song. Do you know what I mean? And that's that what was, I wanted. That was great. But, all, but also it was interactive because in my, my special before that, I go right into crowd work and, and, it, and it feels a little bit unprofessional in my when I look back on it now. Mm. You know, obviously people like it, but you know, it, it doesn't feel like a complete cohesive thought. It just feels like let me do this because I don't have anything else to say. 
Bro, so, no, this special was put together very well from start to finish. Thanks, bro. The production, your effort into it. Cool um, thing about the production, fully led female team. Oh, amazing. Th that wasn't like planned that way, obviously, yeah. but you know, the female director, DP, Sophie, Sophie, shout out to Sophie. Great e job. Everybody I've sent this to, they're just like, this looks fucking beautiful, dude. Yes. Um, Sophie, Sara Mangesha, who did. Um, she did so much. She, I just worked with her. She she produces a lot of shows. She worked with So Far Sounds, and then she has her own. So she was a no-brainer. And then Lily, who you know is my partner, and I've worked with her in a lot of things. She just like really took the bull by the horns and just like and killed it. Um, and then the rest of the crew just everybody just was like super. Also, I felt like it was a fun crew. You know, I, I gave rap gifts to everybody. I think one of the one of the camera assistants was like, you know. I've worked on productions that are so much bigger than this, and we didn't get any little rap gifts. So thank you so much. I got to write like little like mugs and shit. I don't know. There's just little the things you to show appreciation and stuff. But I think one of the things that makes the special yeah. different is that we shot it in a recording studio, mm. which no other comedy special has done that. What was the band that it was built for? Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. 1979. And then since then, just every artist you can think of who's ever had a hit <laughs> has recorded in that studio. No, the environment looked great, man. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because whenever people send you their indie projects, mm. there's something about it that feels indie. You're like, oh, yeah, good job, right, bro. Right, you know right, what I mean? Right. One day you'll make it kind of a thing. It looked completely packaged. It That's felt, cool that you say that because, yeah. you know, I will say if I could go back and do it again, a part of me felt like the set was dressed a little bit too much. Because nope. I didn't, you didn't think so. Nope. Because I like when you watch it, it did it feel like you were in a recording studio? Did Not at all. Well, I wanted it to feel like you were in a recording. Well, studio. It, it felt it felt beautiful. It felt right. Okay, the, cool. The, the color palette made me want to be there. I loved it. when I put it on for Yanni. She said, "Oh, I love the warm tones." So I was like, "The first yeah. thing she said when she saw it, it was a welcoming little environment." I was just looking at other specials the other day, and I felt that sometimes they get a little too glitz and glamoury with it. Yeah. I like it better when it's just it just feels like a comfortable environment well we want to we de i definitely wanted like an authentic genuine feel i, I wanted people to feel like they're in the room when they're how many watching. cameras uh it was four fx9s and then one of these was locked off that's it you shot the whole special with only five cameras yeah really it felt like you had a lot more covers than that because the crowd you got really good shots of them as well Well, you know because we shot in f like high like super high def right and the, because the room is small Mm. You know, we could punch in on different angles and, and it. it made it feel like a different camera angle. Like, so we had one camera that was just on a, on a track, just going back and forth. The, oh, just mm -hmm. going back and forth the whole show. Yeah. Um, we had one that was my close up. We had one that was like a wide from the right, I guess. Right. And then we had one from the left. Um, and then we had one in the audience. And that was it. Look great. Is that, is that four or five? Yeah, one, two, three. Yeah, it was five. It was five cameras. Because obviously the audience, I think, you know, the DP even said, Sophie was saying, you know, one of the hardest things was being able to light the audience because they are so important, but not also make it feel like it's too bright in there. And that's why she used the Sony's. Sony's have amazing low light quality. Yeah, we don't, we, yeah. we don't want it to feel like, I mean, we don't want it to feel like they just turn all the lights on at the end of the night at, at a bar. It's like 1.30 or right. 4 a.m. And everybody's like, I don't want to see nobody. You know, we nah. didn't want. We wanted to feel like we were like dinner party vibes, very chill. I even have a disclaimer, like you know, this special is best consumed with like you know, low lighting in your home, mm -hmm. glass of wine, 
chilling with yourself, chilling with a homie, chilling with your girl, whoever yes. it is, you know, first day, second day, you for sure going to get a little smooch in there if you watch this together, like for yes. sure. Like for oh, sure. It definitely gives those vibes. I yes. almost called the special, this special will get you laid. That's what I almost called it. Because I wanted, so I thought about having something clickbaity on YouTube. I might use that for the title for this. <laughs> this guy special will get you I, laid. I almost called it that, but I, I chose against that because... I think, you know, five years, 10 years down the road, I want to look back on this and, you know, live at the Villa. I think most things should be called, you know, this person live at name of the venue. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It felt very intimate and not yeah. many comedians can can carry that intimacy, you know, in how they perform at all. You know who does a really good job of that even in big arenas is Chappelle. He's so patient. He'll take these long pauses. and he's, a, hmm. he's an incredible speaker. He'll sound like he's in the belly room even when he's at the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. Or something, you know, like he'll really, he, he's not like, hey, everybody, he's just yep. like, how y'all, you know what I mean? It's a different, uh, <laughs> Saudi. I try to explain the word saudages to people because they don't really understand that. There's no word for that in English. Not really. Saudages, you know, like to yearn, to miss the, the emptiness of. It feels passionate. It's it's a beautiful word because it it's like because uh, we say I miss you in English, and saudade is like I have you'll think saudade is like I have these feelings of like for you that I I wish you know what I mean. It feels it's more a like yearning. Word. I it's think yearning, yearning would be the closest. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a beautiful word. It's a beautiful word. Saudades. Saudades. Yeah, it's a beautiful word. I like that word a lot. What are your next goals? Next goals, you know. Um, we are going on a 30-city fall tour. Damn, only 30 cities, huh? Only 30 cities. I want to sell out every venue. Yes. I want to sell out every venue. Yes. So I will, I will manifest and pray that every venue is sold to, to capacity. I want to release another comedy special next year. I want to release uh, an EP of R&B music or singer-songwriter music that isn't funny. Dope. I have a couple songs that I've already written. I want to... Become a series regular in a TV show. That'd be nice. Mm. And then I want to be able to move my family to California so I could, you know, help take care of them, you know? Yeah. I'd like I to be able to that. do that. Like Where are they now? Uh, they live between New York and Brazil. So, you know, my, my stepdad has Parkinson's. So for a little while, my mom would go there because it was just less expensive to hire mm. help in Brazil. You know, like a yeah. dollar here is like five real. Right. You know? And so it was, but, but, but also, you know, Brazil is a beautiful country along with many other ones in your, like there's just so many, but like there are certain things in America that you really just cannot replicate in other places. Mm -hmm. You know, you just really, you just really can't like, you know, when you put your garbage out on the front and in, in, on the street, like it's going to get taken out. It's just going to disappear. Do you know what I'm saying? It, it's just like, it's just different. We got yeah. dryers. You dry your clothes in a dryer. Right. Um, do we have universal health care? No, we don't. But you know, we got, we got dryers. <laughs> we got dryers and we got, uh, there's just certain things, man. I, I, you know, I think a lot of immigrants appreciate America because we've seen the difference. We also appreciate other places too. Of course. But, but, yeah. but you know, I think the people who like America the least are Americans. The people who, that's so interesting. You know what it is? Because I, I be seeing friends complain so much about this and that. And I'm like, even my buddy Masi, who's, who's, Afghani, you know, mm -hmm. he's like, he's like, why don't they go to like, go to like a Middle East country and, and see how you get treated out there? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 
it's just like it's different. I think culturally you can get used to things, right? Mm -hmm. Like uh, I do like in Brazil the you know how people at least in my how people are centered around family. Family is really important, you know. Yeah. Like you know in Brazil, you go to somebody's house. There's a pot of rice and beans, like. <laughs> At all times, yeah. Like at all times, like, and you're not leaving their place until they force feed you food. Yes, <laughs> you know. So like, the pop-ins from family, while it can be annoying, it still is kind of nice. It's very though. nurturing. Yeah, because it, you don't really get that here. Like, we don't get like I got a brother in Florida, brother in New Jersey, and here, and we don't have a kind of closeness that my some of my family has in Brazil. You I know feel what I mean? That. And uh, I do, I do long. For that, and I do when I do go to Brazil every couple of years, I do get a like I feel like I get a renewed sense of perspective on what is important because I'm here in Hollywood. Like, you know, I just got a membership to Soho House. I'm like, I'm gonna yeah. go to Soho House and like look cool in front of people, <laughs> and, like, me too, this and, year, yeah, right? Yeah, and then yeah. like network with people. Do you right. wait? Do you, do you have a do you, yeah? I just got bro, this look, year, we gotta yeah. go then. We gotta yes. go. We're gonna go. We're gonna chill. Get yeah. it, which one? West Hollywood. Uh, or? My home is the other, the new one, Holloway House. But it's a Holloway it's, House. It's, it's an all house pass, but my home is Holloway House. Where's that one? It's the new one that's in WeHo. There's there's a second WeHo location now. Really? Yeah. I didn't just know that. Just open like last year or something. Oh shit! Well, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in the like the OG like the yeah the high rise joint. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, you're focused on what you're wearing, how you're looking, because I, I think in our industry you have to kind of present. Mm -hmm. A certain way, like that is part of the job, presenting. Yeah, like you are killing it at all times, even if you're not. But you're kind of dressing for the job you want in a way. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Um, where you go to a different place, like it's just like you know, family relationships. Having, I mean, damn, dude, I think about like, you know, in Brazil, they fire up the grill, the churrascaria, right? Mm -hmm. And then like, there's a guitar. Somebody starts singing. Somebody in the family knows how to sing. Yeah, he's singing these like old bossa nova joints, and mm -hmm. I don't know, man. I, one of my uncles has this voice out of like a 1920s record player, and it's just like such a vibe. And you're yes. chilling, people smoking cigars, and you had a couple caipirinhas, and you're just, it's just such a fucking vibe. Do you ever feel weird talking about your Hollywood things to people not in Hollywood? Like when you explain to somebody not in LA that you got a Soho House membership. Right, like when I told my friends in Chicago, I went to Chicago. I'm like, hey guys, I'm gonna take you to the Soho House. They're like, what's that? I'm like, yeah. oh, it's this place I pay four thousand dollars a year to to go. Yeah, did you go? Did, for, was there one in Chicago? Yeah, there was did one you go to the one in Chicago? It was closed when we went there. Damn. We well, got there late or I, something. I, I will yeah. say this: like a good friend of mine just had a baby. Yeah. And when I catch up with him, I do in real time. I'm like, bro, I feel so. I tell him, I feel so stupid talking about what's going on in my life. <laughs> Because you literally had a fucking baby, you had you created life. This what I do is so inconsequential. Yes, I make people laugh and I do this or that, but you know, you had a baby, bro. You're like you're, you know what I mean. And, and you see, and I see them with the. It's just a whole different level of perspective that I I don't know if I'll ever get or have, but. But it's nice to tap into both because it's not like I'm I'm against it. Obviously, I I pay for the membership. I wanted it. Yeah, you know? of course. Yeah, yeah. And I got it. But it's just so interesting having those different parts of life. Like when I mm -hmm. hang out with the people, that, that that doesn't matter at all. Right. They don't care. They don't care at all. And yeah. then you hang out with other people. And it's like, I feel like a chameleon. Like I can bounce between the two value systems. It's a value. Yeah, it's a value system. Like, what do you value? You know what I mean? What, what do you, what makes you tick? You know, like, 
if seems if, if driving a nice car makes you feel good like it, it what, what makes you feel good about yourself also me having a membership to that soul house when i went in for the first time it made me feel better about my like i felt cool i felt better about myself yep. i didn't feel better than anybody else but i felt cool i felt i felt like you know what i mean but that, like, that's like, not, like like we're like you know almost like you made it into the league so to speak yeah it you gives know, that kind of vibe yeah yeah, yeah. and and um I felt that way. During this the is going to be an advertisement for the soul. House. Yeah, right. You should send the shit to them. <laughs> well, you know, I I think material things can be great when you actually care about them. Yeah. Right? Like during the pandemic was the first time I ever bought myself nice shoes, and I never mm. before in my life had I ever I never gave a f about Jordans. Wow. Nothing. But I finally started making decent money during the pandemic, and then I, I bought myself some Yeezys because I really mm. like his music, and I really wanted them. And it's funny because I bought them. You, with, are you? Can you separate? Kanye from the, the music from the, the the man absolutely yeah I mean people do it with Michael Jackson literally every day exactly and I think you know? he's on that level of sure, like sure you know there's whatever you think Michael Jackson did and then there's it's Michael Jackson so right I, I put him in that same category and, right. but the point is that when I bought them nobody could see me wearing them it was during the pandemic mm, but you felt good I felt good yeah because it was from me to me I never cared about not that I like expensive shoes like that but it was a material thing that I wanted for me. I think I think you if know? you if you do those things with that intention, I think it's fine. Yeah. Like if you if somebody gets a nose job, breast implants, gets lipo, you know, a, an eye lift, man or a woman. Right. You know, if they if if that's gonna make you feel better about yourself, then I then I one hundred percent support that shit. If it's from you to you. A hundred percent. I yeah. support that shit. Me too. Yeah. It's when we do it for outside people. It's when we say, Oh, you know, I got I'm this look a certain to way. make them you know, because I heard somebody say once that confidence isn't when you walk into a room and you think they're all going to like me. It's saying, I don't care if they don't. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. real confidence is. It's like when I've seen a comedian bomb on stage. I think it was a Jamar Neighbors the other day we <laughs> saw on a late set. I'm it was like a Monday night. At the store? At the, at, at the store. Yeah. It was late. It must have been like 10 people in the audience. And he was bombing so hard. That he just kept going. <laughs> that we, I was falling out of my chair laughing because he just kept going with yeah. it you know he, he was did like, he have a full mo, mo yeah did he have the mohawk yeah yeah but uh, uh yeah, this must have been like a year ago this was right before we saw this fool it was right before we saw him on the show we saw him live first yeah but um but the point was that he was going for it you know what i mean like even if they didn't like him th yeah. they were like the fact that he was making the audience uncomfortable i found that hilarious <laughs> i was like yo commit to it dude it's yeah he's such a wild guy he's a nice dude too every Is time he? i see him he's like so friendly when i see him but um, what were you saying before that? I don't know. We we're just saying about you know values and like values. If, if it's from you to you. If it's from you to you. Oh, and art. Shouldn't art be kind of selfish to the artist in a way? Yeah, I mean, I say that all the time. Like you're the you're the first fan. Yeah, you, you got to be your first fan. I, I I don't think enough comedians in general really ask themselves if they would go to see themselves live. Mm. If you if you'd buy a ticket to see you. Right. You know what I mean. I'd buy a ticket to see me. Sometimes I was doing stand-up for six years. I'd be watching myself do stand-up. Objectively, the crowd is laughing. I'm killing. But I'm not like really giggling at what I'm saying. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm just sort of like hitting all the top, the buttons and I'm doing what I think I'm supposed to do. Uh, the music was a whole different thing. And even like a, it took me a few years into the music stuff to really like, oh, shit, this is good. Right. You know? Do you laugh at your stuff now? I do, yeah. I mean, when I watch the special... I watched the special, I don't know, 20 times, you know, listened to it, watched it, and I, I laughed. I, I LOL'd. Yeah. Uh, and I'd be like, damn, that's funny, you know? And not even in a... It's funny. Um, not even... Not it's, even 
it's funny on repeat too. Yeah, not even in like I'm yeah. so funny. I was just like, this is funny. Like if you really object, you know. Yeah. Um, well, because a lot. I was gonna say because a lot of sometimes what makes a great comedy movie or, or or thing special is that you don't know what they're gonna say. Yeah. Right. But like for example, the Titanic. Everybody going into that movie knew what was gonna happen. Yeah. So it wasn't a surprise. This boat sank. You know. So yeah. you knew it, but it was still an epic movie. And I think. The fact that I listened to yours in full and then I played it again for her and I kept laughing, even yeah. though I knew exactly what the punchline was going to be, means that it was it was a funny rhythm. It was great. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I watched the first time sober and then I, the second time I watched it, I was, no, I, I was driving in my car listening to it and I was a little bit high and I was like, this is fun. This is fun. Because yeah. it's like also, you know, I t do, I take edibles every now and then. I don't smoke a lot just because uh, it fucks my voice up. Mm. But, you know, sometimes the edible, it just makes music sound. I'm just like so much more engaged in music sometimes yeah. when I'm high. So when I listened to it high, I was just was like so locked into it. Because some of the, you know, I feel like I'm just like, <laughs> just toot my own horn. Pat, pat, I'm going to get, my arm's going to get sore from pat myself on the back. But yeah. like, it was just like some of the songs are, I like the songs a lot, you know. I like singing the songs. I, I like hearing the songs. That last song, I love that last song. The melodies are great. You know? The, the whole thing, man, I got to be honest with you. I never, musical comedy is, is not something I look into. Yeah. It you, finds you. If, if it's good, it will find you. Yeah. Somebody like Bo Burnham, like, I think he's such a tremendous artist. Like, this dude's vision is, like, immaculate. Yeah. And his execution is superior in every way. And uh, I just... I wanted to do something different. I knew I couldn't. I don't want. I didn't want to like copy him, either, right? Because you see him do that inside thing, and like, mm -hmm. all right, well, with enough time and work, we could make something like that. But that wouldn't be true to who I am, you know. But I, I just wanted to. I just wanted to create something good, man. That people, you know. I I hope, like going back to goals. I hope there's a world where he watches it, or even a song or two, and and likes it. You know, and I just want him like one song. If if I could get Bo Burnham, somebody like that, or like Lil Dicky to like one of my songs, yes, I will be I'll be satisfied. You know, like that peer to peer respect is so, I feel like important for us creators. Um, I agree. I value that more than something getting a bunch of likes or views. When somebody yeah, I respect yeah. in the industry hits you with a DM ain't, like, "Yo, that was dope." Ain't nothing like that feeling, right? Ooh. Ooh, it feels nice. Have so you that, seen the new Lil Dicky show? Of course, yeah. Dave. I, the do you want to do you want to know a fun fact? Yeah. The girl that he dates in it, Allie, yeah, um, is in the front row of the special. If you go oh, back no and shit. watch it, and the and her and her partner next to her is directs a bunch of the episodes of the Little Dicky. Oh wow! So I've had a couple people comment in a clip. They're like, "Is that the girl from Little Dicky?" <laughs> uh, it just so happens that we run in the same circles, and and that night they were able to come to the show. Yeah, uh, my partner went to college with Tony, and we've we've gone. But I just thought that was a kind of funny that because they showed up, everybody had been seated, so they showed up a little bit. I wouldn't have put them in the front like that, right. but that was the only seats that had were available. You know what I mean? So it worked out that way. It worked out, so you might recognize them. But yeah, no, a little Dicky man. I mean, he's another one. He's like just so inspiring. Just like his yeah. everything he executes is just so like so fucking good. And I, I hope that he could hear one of the songs and enjoy it. You know? I think he will, man. I, I ran into him three yeah. times, and every time I feel like I fumbled and got nervous and didn't know what to <laughs> say. So I feel like if anybody would be understanding of it, it would be him. Yeah. And uh, next time I see him, I'm going to just be like, hey, bro, I've met you several times, and each time like I've always embarrassed myself, and I just get insecure about talking to you, too. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, yeah, no. But that's what I would like. If we go back to the goals, I'd like for one of those peers. I'd love for Jamie Foxx to see a song or two of it. Yes. 
Um, I love him. He's so, you know, hopefully he's another he's one getting, that blends, yeah, music and comedy. Yeah, hopefully yeah. he's getting better. Um, his daughter said he was fine. Um, yeah. The media blew it up out of proportion. The daughter was I like, heard he like died on set and they brought him back. That's what I heard too. And then his daughter was like, no, nah, he was playing pickleball yesterday. He's doing fine, guys. All right. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm chilling. I don't know. I don't know if you have more questions for me. Let's see, it's 417. When do we start? We've only been talking for like an hour and 15. Yeah. I feel like we've gotten through so many subjects already. Yeah. So that's Brazilian just, roots. Brazilian roots. A minha mãe é da Curitiba, da Paraná. O meu pai é do Itália, mas cresceu. Grew up, right? Cresceu. Yeah. In, right? Cresceu in Argentina. E they met each other in Nova York. I mean, meu pai foi, he was, he was cooking. My mom worked in the coat room. My, my dad was a singer in Argentina, like a pop star in Argentina. Yeah. But then they met in, a, in America, so. Do you feel like an immigrant here? No. I feel American. Because you were born here, right? I was born in New Jersey. I feel American. I'm more American. You know, people, are, anytime I meet anybody from Brazil or Argentina, they're like, who did you, who do you root for in the World Cup? I'm like, I root for America, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be dope if America won. You know what I mean? Be dope if I go back to Brazil and be like, America, eh? Huh? We did it. We did something. The day America wins a World Cup is the is the is the day that America will get into football, soccer. Right? That would that, what a crazy upset that would be if that ever happened. It will one day. One you day. Think so? I mean the Cubs won the World Series. That's true, yeah. I it's just uh Right when Back to the Future predicted it too. Oh, that's right. Uh, do you do you like Brazilian food? Yeah, I mean the the food that I know, rice, beans, do, and chicken. Yeah. Do you have like coxinha? You ever have a you ever have a coxinha? You ever have a coxinha? Yeah. Coxinha is my favorite. That's my favorite Brazilian salgadinho. Right, salgadinho. Yeah, uh, pasta de camarão. Um, but coxinha is like there's a place I go to in 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 West LA. It's on Overland and Venice Boulevard. It's a Brazilian mercado. And I go there and I get my coxinhas, my pão de queijo. Oh, I love pão de queijo. Do you know this place? Or do you have one near you? Or is that, the, do you, have you guys, have you been there? I used to go there because I used to live overseas. Right, yeah, so you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? I'm trying to bring my girl, I tried to explain the pizza rodigio to my girl. And you know, just like what Brazilian people put on pizza. Yeah. And like, she was like, because they have a pizza called a Romeo and Juliet, right? I tried to explain that shit. She's like, I can't. They got the, they got like the dessert one with the banana and the ice cream, right? They got the one with, they put corn. We'll go there sometime. Gotta try it. Yeah. We'll go there sometime. They got the they got well, they got the corn pizza, which honestly is one of my favorite ones where they put corn in it. Um I'm I feel like I'm missing some other ones. Obviously they got like the prosciutto or like the ham and stuff, but I'm trying it because she loves pizza. I don't know if she's gonna fuck with this with this, but she loves pizza. And and also Brazilian people put ketchup on pizza sometimes. And I tried to explain that to her and that really I tried to explain that to her and that blew her mind. Um, also in Brazil, something some people don't know is like Pizza Hut is like very popular in Brazil. Do you know this? But Pizza Hut is very popular. Also, Outback Steakhouse is very popular. No shit. Like if you if you told people in America that there's like a, a waiting list to get an Outback Steakhouse in Brazil, they wouldn't believe you. That's Which funny. is so crazy because it was like a nice. What's crazy is that it like I just feel like Brazilians have the grill and steak kind of like on lock. Yeah. With the churrascaria. So like, I'm just sort of like. They wanted that brand name. What are we? What are we doing with the Outback? I I feel like Outback got nothing on a Brazilian churrascaria. You know what I'm saying? You think it's because we value things that are foreign more? Yeah, I think. I th you know what? I think so. 
I think I think that actually is a good point. You know, there's like a, did you do you feel that way about moving around? Because here's a subject we can kind of close on. Because yeah. you've been to different cities in America, right? You've lived. Yeah, I live in New York, I've, and I've lived in Los Angeles. Those those are it. But but I've also I lived in Scotland for a month last year for the for the Fringe Festival. When you go back and forth, do you feel that you get more valued once you leave? Like 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 when you're when you're in LA, do your New York friends see you a certain way, and then when you go back to visit New York, do you ever feel that way? I I still feel I still feel like a little bit East Coast in the in the in the way that I carry myself and my work ethic. I feel like Los Angeles is really interesting because it's really easy to feel like you're on vacation here. It's mm-hmm. also really easy to feel like you're doing shit. Yeah. Right. Because in in this city, when you talk to somebody, you're kind of your your value is kind of based on what are you working on right now? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Right. But like, what are you really working on right now? Because yeah. and also because there's so many things that are in production that it's hard to know if something really does have value or not. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, is this really going to come to fruition or not? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's hard to know who who's serious about stuff in New York. I don't know anymore. I mean, I do get some perspective. I, I know when I come back from New York, I don't miss it. I like, I'm glad I live in LA. For sure. I Places in, there are so small. I, yeah. I, with the small, I live in New York for seven years. There's just something about having, when you wake up in the morning, you got to schlep all your, your whole life with you. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was living there, it'd be like, I go to work, go to the open mic, I, I, or like I sit somewhere at a coffee shop, do work. I wouldn't be home. I, I'd leave and I wouldn't come back to the end of the day. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... And LA is like I can kind of have my stuff in my car. I can chill at a cafe, a coffee, go to the beach. Like the, the the quality of life here is just a little bit better. It is. The energy in New York is definitely like I love visiting New York. Mm. I love it. And it's interesting. Some places you can only visit, like like Vegas. I've recently I really like Vegas. I love Vegas. Really. That's only because I have like a little bit of money now. Yeah. You can't go to Vegas with no money. <laughs> and I'm so sorry. You yeah. can't really do Vegas on a budget. Yeah. It, you just can't do it. You know, like yeah. when I go to Vegas. I've been twice now. I take out a thousand dollars in cash. That's just for gambling. Yeah. Anything else? Food, drinks, yeah. whatever. You name it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever's on the menu. No. Uh, yeah. But but like, I just I love hotels. I, I like and I, I mean I travel. I just like hotels and 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 literally Las Vegas is just one big old hotel with like games downstairs. Yeah. You know what I mean? And also like when I gamble, I'm not, I'm not like I'm mostly doing craps. Which is the most fun game I've ever played. Never played it before. It is so fun. You literally meet strangers, and within less than thirty seconds, you are all rooting for each other. Wow! When I win, you is win. Is that the one where they're throwing the dice? Yeah. When I win, you win. When I lose, you lose. There, it's just such a democratic game. It's just fun. I like that philosophically. The fact that when you win, they win. And when I lose, we all lose. That's how I feel when uh, I grew up at the skate park, right? Doing a lot of extreme sports stuff. Yeah, and yeah. even even in during competitions, you want somebody else to do really good. Because when they do, oh, really? everybody else does great. I, I kinda, it, it, it there's like a the collective... Competi- yeah, there's like, energy, a force. It lifts everybody else up, yeah, for sure. Like literally, like if everybody is collectively at like a level six in intensity, and then one person breaks out this amazing trick, then we're all like, what the we got to go too. And yeah. literally, you get excited that your friend went hard and it makes you go hard too. Yeah. The creative world can be like that if you have a supportive group. Absolutely. Now, when you decided, I know this, this kind of feels like what you should start the podcast with, but maybe we'll close it here as well. When you wanted to make creativity your profession, yeah. did you have a lot of pushback? 
No, like, my fam. You know, my, my family, incredibly supportive. Uh, my, you know, my, my father was an artist, so my, I think my mom was okay. cool with that. She like understands the life. I mean, she gave me this gold chain. I, you want to hear a funny story about this? I uh, I had a, like a fake gold chain. Yeah. And I started wearing a gold chain a couple of years ago, and I just wanted to look a certain way when I went to a show, and mm -hmm. you know, I started dressing a little bit better. Yeah. And I was Facetime with my mom, and she goes, "Is that real?" I said, "Nah, but nobody's nobody's gonna notice." And she goes, "They're gonna notice." They're gonna notice, and you can't be walking around with that. So, like in the sense that she was supportive, she's like, "I want you to look good. I want you to perform good. Yeah, come back to New York. I got some jewelry for you. I'm gonna give it to you, and you can wear that. You know." Aww. And it does make me feel a little bit better. It's special to me, also. And um, so she's that, that was the way she showed you she loved you. Yeah, very yeah, very supportive. And what about your friend group? Because I know a lot of artists. Because like you know we're both professional artists but there's a lot of people that are like wanting to be professional artists but that are still doing quote-unquote regular jobs right there, yeah there, there's a transition point that needs to happen at some point where you become fully i'm a creative i mean look I there's do. absolutely two types of supportive friends when it comes yeah. to doing art there's the friends that are the ride or dies that believe in you from the start mm -hmm. and then there's the friends that are you know that you're, that are so proud of you when they never showed up to a show, they never, they never did nothing. <laughs> right, you right. know, like I, I remember there's, there's people that I work with that I used to work with at the Apple store that are commenting on shit. Like, bro, really proud of you. Really cool to see what you're doing, dude. <laughs> like, bro, I invited you to so many shows when I was working here that you never came to. Right. You know what I mean? And now you're proud of me. Like you had a stake in my, my, <laughs> my career. Um, but I, but I take all of it, you know, I take all the support I can get, you know, all as much, as much positive energy coming your way is is useful and um and helpful and uh you know going back to my partner i I, for, I wanted to say this earlier you know life is hard so you team up with somebody you know mm -hmm. and when the days that you can bring like uh you're not 100 percent, you bring 50 percent. you know they they're there like if i have a tough day where everybody said no to me she still you know she still says yes to me you know what i mean i get emotional thinking about that shit so that's beautiful you know so that's what is that's what that's what like having a partner is. You know what I mean? I'm just thinking about that. You know, it's like shit. Damn, you better clip this and show this shit to her because she's gonna she's gonna love this shit. That's beautiful. You man. know, when everybody else says no, you just want that one person to still say yes to you at the end of the day. So like it, you know, obviously not just sex, right? <laughs> but like, but <laughs> well, you know, nobody else will sleep with you. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like somebody's like, no, I I believe in you and I love you, and I care about you, and I think you're great. You know, you, it's nice to have that. Because you forget, especially you might forget. Yeah. So you know, that's a beautiful note, man. We can, yeah. We cheers to that. We can. So end, I'll take end that with love. you. You know what I'm saying? End it with love, and uh, maybe it's not a partner. Maybe it's a good friend of yours that you know your ride or die friend. It doesn't have to be your your romantic partner. So. Yeah, and also being that person for somebody else. Absolutely. Right, like doing what she does for you. And right? somebody you can genuinely celebrate your victories with. Like when she wins, I'm very happy for her, and I'm I'm always trying to push her to manifest and and just know that she's a bad bitch and she she got she can do what she she want you know what i mean yeah um that's beautiful man yeah well cheers so, to that thank you for coming uh, it was thank a pleasure you for sharing thank you for making a dope special oh it's thank really, you for watching really it. amazing yeah, yeah. And, and the when we hang out koshinas are on me all right deal i'll tell yeah well, appreciate you bro thank you for coming morgan j everybody go check out the special yeah the link is in the description below and uh that's a wrap thank you so much y'all